Do y'all all hear that, or is it just me? Did you hear that? Why did you do that? Like, why? It's a new thing. Like, what's it's... going on, Zoom? What? Like, what? You gonna just sit up here? We trying to record something. Now you gonna let everybody know that we don't record it? I, I don't think like that's that. the point. <laughs> that is the point. I don't you like that. That's new, right? That yeah. is new. Maybe yeah. we did not want our guest to know she was being recorded, even though she probably could see the little red circle. But still, <laughs> all right. That's my rant. Hi, everybody. It's been so long. How we missed you. Welcome to the Blaze and Wellness Podcast. Man, it's been a minute, man. How you doing, man? I'm actually um, trying to fight this cold. She sound all sexy, don't she? She got that little, usually she got the cute Filipino voice going on where it sounds all girly. Now she got the raspy, sexy. It, it ran right through all my kids. Normally I don't get it from them. They get sick and I just fight right through it. And I'm like, yeah, she's for mom. And it got me. Well, you it can talk me to me all day. All my kids, the only one left that hasn't gotten sick is Chris. Oh, that's our fourth kid, everybody. Y'all all know who he is. All right. So <laughs> I love you, Christopher. You know that. I love you. And we also have a special guest. I shouldn't have to introduce myself. So you already know this is Coach Tamika. We got Sex Coach Mary. And we have with us a very special guest. And when I read what she did, I, I was blown away because I didn't even know that it actually existed. We have Miss Beautiful Nicole Bendian. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm doing well. Excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh, no. Thanks for being here. Guys, let me tell you a little bit about Nicole. She is a cycle thinking nutritionist and when I read that I got the whole wrong idea I'm just gonna tell you right now I was all fucked up I was like what how are we cycling that okay but she helps women overcome the havoc caused by their cycles to turn it into a propeller for success by balancing hormones banishing PMS symptoms I can relate connecting to their bodies and improving productivity and relationships so she is a holistic nutritionist and she understands how all aspects of a person's life is intersected in ways that are often dismissed. She wants to share her knowledge and experience so that women can better connect with their bodies and truly, truly thrive. So welcome, welcome, Nicole. That was a great introduction. Thank oh, you. Thank you. <laughs> that was great. I was like, hey, keep talking me up. <laughs> Hey, I love it. I, I could just go with what you guys give me. You have a great, great bio. What you're doing is amazing. So you have to tell our audience what the the cycling, um, what, what the cycling is. Because I read cycling. Sure. Y'all know what I thought. I'm all into working out. I yeah. said, how's she going to sync my cycles? <laughs> I said, oh, God. We're all synced up. We're on the bicycles. We're going. <laughs> That's what I thought too. I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I could spin it like that. Hey. <laughs> that's, that's our new niche over there. Get yeah. those cyclists. So, <laughs> <laughs> so explain to um, everybody else that didn't know like me, uh, what is it that you actually do? Sure. 
So cycle syncing is the practice of tailoring your nutrition and lifestyle to the different phases of your feminine cycle. So we are talking about our feminine cycles, our menstrual cycles out here, um, because I think a lot of there's there's a couple of things that really go into it, because on one hand, a lot of us are really detached from our feminine cycles. Um, you know, we live on the 24 hour clock the circadian rhythm rather than the infradian rhythm, which is our 28 day cycle or like 28 to 36 days. Um, and we actually have four different phases of our cycle, which before I really got into it, I had absolutely no idea that there was different phases to my cycle and that it affected me throughout the entire month, not just like the last week or two. Um, you know, when you're really feeling those PMSing symptoms and you actually have your menstrual phase, there's actually four phases that you go through that your body um, is releasing different hormones and there's different processes that are going on that you're actually able to tailor your lifestyle and nutrition to better support your body and also utilize the different phases of your cycle to really improve your overall life. Mm, you see that, man? Why well, I didn't know this 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> like well, what's going on so I would imagine that um when you're getting in touch with all of your you said it was four phases mm -hmm. I can run through them real quick please do because <laughs> I'm fascinated please do sure. so so your your cycle starts the first day of your menstrual phase and ends the first day of the next one right so that's a full cycle so for five to seven days you're in your menstrual phase and that's when you're actually bleeding your hormones are at the lowest level and then your estrogen and a few other hormones start to rise um, and that is the time that your egg is preparing to be released and that phase usually lasts between like seven to ten days Right. And then you hit ovulation, which is like the peak climax of your your cycle. Um, and that's when the egg is actually released. That's when your hormones are peaking. You're feeling like really high energy. You're really clear. You know, those that time of the month that you're like, I'm ready to go out. I look great. People are attracted to me. I'm like vibing. What's going on? And it's usually around that phase because biologically, that's when we're able to get pregnant. So our like just naturally as, as human creatures um, are, that's what we're giving out, right? Mm -hmm. um, so then after ovulation, which only lasts, so ovulation happens on like in and around day 14 to 16. Um, and the egg is only really present for about two days. Um, and then you fall into your luteal phase. I like to really section off the luteal phase because um, that's really the end of your cycle when progesterone is a little bit higher and estrogen kind of balances out um, if your hormones are balanced um, and it kind of like dips down and is pretty steady. Um, and during that phase is, you know, you still have a lot of energy, especially closer to ovulation, but then coming into your later luteal phase is when you're getting the PMS symptoms, when you're feeling like a lot of people, a lot of people don't know that, but there's actually five different PMSing types and each of them have like a different protocol that we can really support our bodies through them. Mm -hmm. I am very much so the anxious type and the uh, water retention type. So I mm -hmm. like blow breast tenderness, all that kind of fun stuff. And then I also experience anxiety and the mood swings and all that. But mm -hmm. along with the other three are, um, 
yeah, so anxiety, depression is this, uh, so type D is depression, type H or type W is water retention. Um, and then you have type P, which is pain. And then, um, now I'm missing one. <laughs> a is the anxiety. You got A is, oh, and then C is cravings. Okay. Yeah. So we have A anxiety, <laughs> C cravings, D depression. I, all the way. Yeah. <laughs> but then I and I also turn into see you next Tuesday. So uh, where where does that fit in? What what? Uh, so I think that's that's more along the lines of the anxiety type. That's the <laughs> agitation. You know, the mood swings, all of that kind of stuff. Because it's a little mm. bit more aggressive, at least in my case, than it is like fatigued and more like sad and doomy, which is the depressive side. Um, but it's really interesting because if you take all these factors into consideration, um. Like, first of all, I support, you know, not having all these PMSing symptoms that like, if we are able to predict our cycles and we're in tune with it, then we're able to incorporate or avoid certain things um, so that we're able to support our bodies and either mitigate a lot of these symptoms, completely erase them, um, or why I like focus on relationships as well is you're able to communicate what's going on. And it also like detaches the, like, this is my fault that I'm acting like this. Cause I'm sure all of us have gone through, like, especially with like family or partners or whatever it is that we like snap. And then two days later we get our period and we're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I don't even know, like, I feel so bad. But if you're able to like tell your partner in advance, like, hey, uh, I'm start like I'm in my luteal phase. I, I might need a little bit of extra patience or a little bit of extra space this week. Um, I hope that you can afford that for me. You know, it makes a huge difference. I'm in my luteal phase. <laughs> my family all the time. You know what? I actually thought that it's reversed. I thought you, I thought, okay, the egg somehow comes down. And if it doesn't get fertilized, then we get our period. That's what I thought. That's pretty much what it is. But yeah. So you said that the bleeding is like five to seven days and then you go through ovulation. No. So the bleeding is five to seven days. Then you go follicular phase, which the estrogen, like, so pretty much you have um, a bunch of follicles that hold eggs in your ovaries. Right. Mm -hmm. And, um, this hormone called the follicle stimulating hormone is released that stimulates these follicles to then like grow an egg. So usually between three and 30 eggs are growing at one time and then only about, and then only one will continue to grow. And that's the one that starts really producing estrogen and um, will start to grow. And then during ovulation, that egg will be released. That follicle will then start creating progesterone and then if the egg is, um, is not fertilized and implanted, then you'll go back into your, your cycle. Oh, look at yeah. that. See, see, I'm I mean, gonna see where I went wrong because somehow I kept getting my eggs fertilized. So. <laughs> see, no you didn't. <laughs> well, they kept getting- Clearly I wasn't paying attention in school because i mean honestly i don't think a lot of us were taught this in school 
I was not taught this in school. And, and, and the, the L one that I got to write down because I'm going to use that. Gluteal. <laughs> I don't even get my period anymore, but I'm still going to use it. <laughs> now that I said I watch tomorrow, I'll get my period. I'll be like, damn you, Nicole. <laughs> I'm sorry. I brought the energy. <laughs> the energy has been gone. Life's been good. You know? <laughs> It's like 45 if it comes it comes if it doesn't it doesn't I, I don't know <laughs> that's awesome and I'm like this is great this, isn't it great but see I, this is kind of what I want to start avoiding because so many women I mean I was exactly the same for so many years is I would dread my period I would dread my cycle and it's such a like an integral part of being a woman like so mm-hmm. these will these will freak you out okay so you're an average woman will have 451 menstrual cycles in her life spanning 38.5 years oh that's okay just, uh, that's oh. a lot and if we're always dreading it like yeah that's devastating you know it lot. sucks that's but if we're <laughs> <laughs> that's, too that's too damn much see that's why i can't oh god wow mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. see now damn <laughs> that just took me on. i don't even know what i was yeah, about i'll, I'll <laughs> leave that one for you <laughs> that's a, wow yeah, oh my god that's a lot of bleeding. it's a lot and it's that's but it's the lot. thing of like we're constantly going through it for almost 40 years like on average 38 years right so if women and it's no fault to anyone i think in our day and age but like i know my family didn't really talk about it. In school, I wasn't taught about it. But like now that I've really dove into this and see such value in it, like you can really utilize your feminine cycle to improve so many aspects of your life. Like you can cycle sync your career because during different phases you have like, so during ovulation, it's a much more creative time. You're a little bit sharper. So like you can utilize that in your business. Mm -hmm. And then during your menstruation, it's a really good time for reflection. Like, where can I improve? What could I do better? What went well this week, like this month? And then, you know, like you go through the different phases and if in the luteal phase, it's a little bit better for administration. So you might be feeling a little bit more lethargic. You might be feeling like not as excited to like do anything really. So that's a great time to like clean up the books or Mm -hmm. like tidy things up or, you know, so if we're actually able to utilize our cycles for all of these different things and connect to them so much better, like that's a superpower. That is a superpower. And then maybe, you know, people won't use the type of birth control so that they don't get their period because they are so, you know, I'm not going to mention no names because she'll kill me. But, you know, I know people that just said that on, um, what is it like, um, Depravera. And I I remember being on that, you know, Mm -hmm. 25 years ago and and then I got pregnant on it. And I said, well, that's not a very good birth control pill. And, but that's why I did it. Cause I didn't want the heavy, like my periods and my twenties were heavy. Like yeah. I could not leave the house and mm. now they got better equipment, I should say. But back then it's like, you had to wear like a big long pad and maybe mm. two underwear. Like it, it, as soon as you moved, that was it. And so, you know, I got on, uh, Deprivera, and that's what I see now. They're like, no, I'm going to be on birth control pills mm. because 
I want to lessen my period or Depravera mm-hmm. because I want to lessen my period. But I'm mm-hmm. like, that can't be good either. If you're not getting your period, yeah. that can't be good. And, and that's like a huge thing. So a lot of doctors now are saying that a woman's fifth vital sign is her menstrual cycle because it can tell us so much about her health. So when we can understand it and we're like afforded the knowledge of our own biological process and like how to support our bodies, we're able to then like try to repair it in a much better way. Like so many women are put on birth control as just like, it, it hides the symptoms. Sure. Like you have PCOS, you have like painful periods, you have heavy periods, you have acne. It hides all of the symptoms. Sure. But it's not getting to the root of the problem. And the thing about it is that for most of the ailments that women are facing with their, their reproductive cycles, we have the knowledge and the tools to like significantly help to repair it without these symptom covers because like as soon as you get off of the birth control the symptoms are going to come back and usually worse Uh, birth control has so many negative side effects that we at least me and almost every single person that i've just spoken to has not like have not been told about not been afforded have been totally dismissed about like i was i was having symptoms upon symptoms and i would go to my doctor and i'd be like what's up and she'd be like, you're good. Don't worry. And I'm like, um, no, this isn't normal. I know that this isn't normal. And then I got off of birth control and the differences, like I was on birth control from when I was 16 until like just a couple of years ago. So I didn't know myself without hormones. And that's really why I got into cycle syncing. Cause like there was something in my head that was like, I don't know myself without synthetic hormones. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So once I got off of them and I saw like it was only in retrospect that I could actually connect the symptoms to the birth control. Mm. And like, I, now I'm out here doing podcasts and and trying to like share this information because I want women to have authority over their health and their bodies. And I don't think that we're given that. No, we're not given it. And that's a shame because when when we need help and when we want help, you know, you go to your doctor and, and they don't know. And instead of them saying, oh, I don't really know, you know, they just, you know, kind of like, oh, you're okay. You're, you're cool. It's, it's all right. And meanwhile, it's like, what? I'm all right. I feel like I'm about to go kill somebody. What you mean? Is it, is it the birth control? No, no, no. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's like, okay. So, mm-hmm. all, all right. And uh, uh, mm, it's crazy. You all right over there, man? I gotta check up on you. You too quiet. Yeah, I'm fine. You all right? You I'm fine? Thinking about the birth control. You thinking about the birth control? You said birth control? Uh, when I was younger, I did, and it was for the same reason to stop my period because I liked, you know, training, going to the gym, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to have the super period. It was never to prevent pregnancy, clearly, because I had clearly. <laughs> <laughs> And then when I became a lot older, even after having kids, after my last son, um, my kids were super, super heavy. And I asked my doctor to give me birth control and it raised my A1C. Um, mm-hmm. It was making me crazy. Crazier. Crazy. <laughs> Crazier. So I was like, wow. I think I got to get off this shit. And it was making me nauseous. I was like sick to my stomach every day. I was like, this is not right. And when I told my doctor, he's like, well, you know, you just need a little time for your body to get used to it. 
I was like, nah, Black. I was like, fuck this. I'll just, you know, I'll suffer with the, I'll just wear diapers. I was like, I can't. <laughs> diapers. Because, I mean, the fact that it was raising my numbers and it was making me look like a diabetic, I was wow. like, oh, hell no. Because yeah. I thought it was going to give me diabetes. So I just, I said, I don't want. Well, yeah, it yeah, wreaks havoc. It was elevating. Yeah, it does. So it I does. said, I don't want this So after I got, and it's funny because after I got off it, I waited a few months and I had blood work again and my numbers were fine. Um, so I knew it was the birth control. Mm-hmm. So, because that was the only other thing that I was doing. I did everything the same, same diet, same everything. I only took out birth control. That's the only thing I, I took away. And my numbers were fine. That's wild. Yeah, that is. That little pill causing so much trouble. And then I the nausea so went away and I wasn't, I didn't feel crazy anymore. It's, yeah. yeah. And I yeah. think it's, it's, you know, I, like you said, I don't think it's any fault of the healthcare professionals because they're not mm-hmm. like, I've spoken to doctors and like listened to podcasts with doctors saying that like when they were in medical school, they, they were told that birth control is like a valid prescription to prescribe for someone who's dealing with these things. So mm-hmm. fair. And I was also told that like nutrition was not really talked about in medical school and like preventative medicine was not really talked about in medical school, which is devastating because, you know, we look to these authoritative figures as like, they know what's best for our health. They're doctors. Of course, they know what's best for our health, but like, they only know what they know. You know what I mean? And if they haven't like, and they're so valuable and like, I don't want to talk down at all it's just it's like there's so many different options and also I think that it's so important for like education is like one of my top things and I think it's one of the most important things to have but like I know when I was 16 going on birth control and for every every single time that I got it re-upped whenever I changed it and I would ask my doctor and they would just be like yeah you might like you might feel this whatever for three three months until your body adjusts and then you'll be fine <laughs> but like did not go through any of the other side effects symptoms when I approached them with my symptoms of like I think this is related like the anxiety I went to my doctor and I was like I'm getting anxiety because of it and she's like no it's not because of the birth control and I'm like but I really like my body's telling me that it is and I want it I was on like an IUD and I was like I want it out of me she's like you have four more years like you can keep it in and I'm like no I want it out and so she took it out. I stopped getting infections. Um, my anxiety levels went down quite a bit. I still experience anxiety, but like not nearly to the level. And there was like a whole bunch of other symptoms that just like dissipated. My hair, oh my God, my hair got curly. Like I had wavy hair. I'm not even, I'm not even kidding you. This is like the most wild symptom. Cause like, I still look at myself in, in the mirror and I'm like, who is like, what? <laughs> because I literally and I'm sure you guys know like the curl levels I went from a 2b to a 3c like I went from like easy waves to now there's like five inches of shrinkage when my hair is actually curly oh you're so lucky why can't I make my hair curly what because if you had that hair you know what will happen Nicole she'll be like Oh, my hair is too curly. She'll see somebody with straight hair. Why can't my hair be straight? You know we don't like what we got. You have that so beautiful true. Asian hair. It I have to be buy hair with curls in it. Well, go get it curly then. You can get a perm. See, she won't do it. <laughs> I'm sure like the chemicals I, aren't great, but I say perm, everyone's like, "Why would you do that?" 
Yeah. <laughs> don't listen. Cause I'll be, I'll be the first one like, no, don't do that. Don't mess with your hair. See, I know I'm guilty of that. Cause I just love her hair, but you want a perm? Go get a perm. Look at it. Uh-huh. <laughs> wow. So I know that you said that there are different like types, like you have the, the people who are anxious, the cravings. Is there anything that they have in common that they can do to start lessening their symptoms, either diet related, exercise? What is one thing that anyone, doesn't matter which one you are, you can do to kind of help you lessen your yeah, there's, there's quite a few things. I mean, I will say first and foremost, cycle sync, like during the different phases of your cycle, incorporate different foods um, that really support you. So for instance, when your estrogen is rising, um, you want to incorporate foods that are estrogen metabolizing, such as cruciferous vegetables or fermented foods like kimchi or sauerkraut. Mm-hmm which is great for for getting rid of the excess estrogen. And then during ovulation, because that's when your estrogen is really at its highest point, um, it's really taxing on your liver. So you want to support your liver by incorporating anti-inflammatory foods like turmeric and ginger. Um, And then as you go into your luteal phase, um, you know, especially things. So the top two that most women um, are either like deficient in or are really just good to support their cycle is magnesium and vitamin B6. A lot of women are deficient in it. And it's also the top two that like pretty much for everyone, like almost universally, not saying universally, but almost universally, like those two supplements, if you're going to take supplements or just making sure that you're really hitting um, like good levels of it on a consistent basis. Yeah, that magnesium boy. Ooh. You ever take magnesium, man? No. If you take so. if you, you take it, well, a little bit, but you should take it, it like right before you go to sleep. Like that's when I take it. I sleep like a baby when I take magnesium. Oh man, I will never wake up. Oh, you'll <laughs> wake up because you you'll got <laughs> It's an alarm clock in itself. Exactly. <laughs> but it, it is. And I knew I was deficient in it. And so you're right. It just, it does play a big role with um, when my cycle decided to come. But now I don't know. She on vacation somewhere. I don't know what she's doing. <laughs> also, a great like um, signifier that you're actually like pretty significantly magnesium deficient is if you're craving chocolate. Yeah, like I <laughs> just so you know, just so you know. I mean like I do all the time anyways, just cuz you know, but that's like a really significant um indicator if you're craving chocolate. You know what? That makes sense because since I started taking the magnesium, I don't eat chocolate. I used to eat chocolate every single day. And now really? it's like, yeah. Mhm. I don't even have the taste for it unless I'm out with Mary somewhere or when I know I'm going to go see her and she makes these delicious vegan cupcakes. And I'm like, mm. yeah, cupcake. poor man vegan, y'all go get y'all cupcakes. I'm going to try magnesium now. See if that'll help. Magnesium is really good for a lot of things. It's like a muscle relaxant. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why you take it before bed because it has those relaxing properties. Um, yeah. But it's really good also for people who like work out. Like you said, you used to train a lot or you mm-hmm. still train. 
Um, it's really good before bed as well to for like muscle aches and pains and all that stuff. Oh, good. Uh, I didn't know that. Mm -hmm. I didn't know half of the stuff she's talking about. <laughs> That's it. I mean, we, we, they were like, yeah, you get your period, you get cramps, here's a pad, here's a tampon, what, oh, it doesn't, it, you're in pain, all right, here goes Phil, take some Midol, let's take some Midol, you don't make yeah. Midol? <laughs> That, that's what it was. These were those were the directions we were given. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's it. Yeah. I mean, so to know that you are not helpless, because I that's you know how I felt. You you feel helpless to your mm -hmm. body to know that you can do something about it is just this should be it. Every every school should have this. What's going yeah. on? Yeah, that's one of my, I have like my list of goals and one of them is changing curriculums because if I knew the stuff that I knew when I was 15 and going through puberty, I, like my life would be totally, I, oh my gosh, I would have loved myself so much more. Mm. I used to like freak out because like I didn't know what was happening to me and like I would not be able to control myself or like have these crazy mood swings. And like I had a friend whose little sister was going through puberty and he was like, Nicole, she's not the same. Like, how do I fix her? And I'm like, she doesn't know what's happening to her. So how are you going to know? And I, now like looking back, I was like, I wish that I knew this so I could like help her. I wish I knew this so I could help little me. Like, oh. Mm -hmm. Now, what does the B6 do? Hmm? You said B6? Yeah, B6 as well. So what does that do? What is that good for? So B6 is really good for a lot of a lot of different things. It helps to synthesize other vitamins and minerals um, and make sure that your like, body's absorbing it. Wow. It also is really important in energy production. Mm. Um, yeah, and a lot of women are just really deficient in it. Also, birth control depletes... Uh, several nutrients and it's really important especially if anyone's listening who's on birth control that you are upping your intake of certain vitamins and minerals specifically b vitamins vitamin a sorry yeah vitamin a c um and then magnesium selenium and zinc are like the top kind of nutrients that birth control actually depletes oh. which can also make our cycles even worse so make sure if anyone is listening who's on birth control up those ones. <laughs> Up it. I'm about to call my daughter afterwards and be like, what vitamins you taking? <laughs> <laughs> you're going to have to up that. That's why you're so cranky. You must be in the luteal phase or something. I don't know. Call Nicole. She can help you. <laughs> I will. I will. Call me up. I'm, I'm happy to help. I love talking, obviously. So, oh. so do you do one-on-one you -on -one coaching or is it um, offline coaching, online group? What, what kind of services do you offer? So right now I'm doing one-on-one um, -on -one online coaching, um, but there is something coming up. I'm really aiming for at the beginning of September to be releasing it. Um, but it's more so because I love education and I love educating, especially all these things. And like, I, I love research, but I know most people don't. <laughs> and like the amount of hours that it like really takes to go through all of this information. So I'm doing actually a course that you can also upgrade to work one-on-one -on -one with me as well to hit your specific goals. Um, but yeah, more so the course route to really like get the full blown knowledge that we've all really significantly missed out on. Cause you know, if, if one woman like learns it, she can teach another woman. She that will teach their children. Like it's just such an incredible way to support other women. So 
that's really my goal. But for now I am, I do have a few open spots for one-on-one coaching as well. Yeah, I hear that everybody. One-on-one spots, one-on-one coaching. <laughs> Just saying. And I do love that you're doing a course because I know you're only one person. So it's not like you can reach everybody. But I'm telling you, in these schools, grammar schools, mm-hmm. high schools, it, it needs to be taught. And you know, when you were talking, you know, Mary and I went to an old girls school. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, boy, that would have been real nice to have. And what state are you in? Nicole. I'm actually in Canada. Oh, you're in Canada? I'm, yeah, I'm in Toronto. Oh, Canada. <laughs> oh, love Canada. Yeah. See, so we, we have to get this in, in schools because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, the, the amount of anguish that little kids are having, especially since some of them are getting their periods so mm-hmm. young. Yeah. It, it, it will be just a great benefit to parents and to the child to know, like you said, that nothing, it's not, it's not you. This is what we're going to do. And this is mm-hmm. what's happening. And so that you can understand it. Yeah. And it's also really such a great benefit to like our male counterparts as well, or, you know, non-menstruating counterparts as well, because <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. Like, you know, with all of these, I used to, I used to have a really bad nickname. Um, I used to be named uh, the permanent PMSing chick. (laughs) (laughs) We all know I had some issues growing up, (laughs) Um, but it's also like, if, you know, if it's been shown, there's been studies, especially, I think it was the UN or Amnesty International that did a study on like, so social solidarity when both male and female young children knew about the menstrual cycle. And it was really cool to see how like the guys would also like support. And that's what I loved when I first started too, is like my male friends would approach me and be like, this doesn't apply to me, but this is super cool. Thanks for teaching me. And like, now I can, you know, share this with my girlfriend or like help my sister better understand it. And it's like, you know, when, when we delete that stigma that's around it, cause I think that that's what a lot of it is. Like women will always just like, push off and dismiss our, our periods is just like, ah, oh, that's, you know, I'm, I just have my period, whatever. And like dismiss yeah. it and like, whatever. But if mm-hmm. we're actually able to connect to it and like embrace it to a certain degree, like with everyone who's surrounding us, it boosts a lot of confidence and like gives us the tools to better communicate with each other. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I definitely agree. Cause then when you're in one of your phases and your brother know, your daddy know, or your friend know, they'll be like, Okay, I, mm-hmm. I understand. I'm like, gonna leave you alone. Here's some, some, here's some <laughs> You want me to run you an Epsom salt bath and give you some more? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I want that in my life. Come on, let me rub your feet, baby. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Let me rub your feet. It's all about you. I love you. Don't kill me. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> that would be wonderful. Look at Mary. You all right, Mary? Always got checking on Mary. I'm fine. You're fine? You have any questions for Nicole? No, not that I could think of at the moment. Okay. That's what I needed to know. I'm always available for more questions at any point in time. Oh, well, I love that. And guys, like you heard, she has one-on-one sessions available. Don't even wait for the course to come out. Just book your session now because I'm telling you, once the course hits, you're going to be on a waiting list because everybody's going to be calling us. So you might as well just do it now. 
Just do it, man. Yep, do it. <laughs> well, Nicole, thank you so much for joining us. I mean, for the education. I love when I get to learn from people and I didn't know none of this stuff when I first interviewed you. And I didn't know the stuff that you said today. <laughs> I'm actually going to go get some magnesium. You should get some magnesium. Get some, I need some and some B6 because you said that's for energy because I'm lacking some energy. Yeah, you might also want some zinc. It's good for your immune system. Oh, you need some zinc. Yeah. Especially it's COVID. I'm not going to start that conversation, but yeah, you need yeah. zinc. <laughs> need some zinc. <laughs> I, don't know that, y'all. I don't want no hate mail. All right, everyone. <laughs> for joining us and you will nicole give us your website it's just nicole bendayan uh, or nicole um my instagram is nicole.bendayan uh you know google me nicole bendayan and i'll pop up hopefully she on there. and don't worry we're gonna have all of her information on the show notes and on instagram and facebook and shoot, I'll even tweet it out because <laughs> I don't even tweet. I'm going to tweet this out because I'm telling you, I'm not, I, and I'm going to ask my Twitter fans, did anybody know, did y'all know this stuff existed? Because if y'all I did, you could get this in the school. You should write a book. There are a couple books out there. Um, Aly- Alyssa Vitti is one of like the top. She's the one that coined the word cycle syncing. Mm-hmm. Um, her books are really good. Um, I am, it's, it's, in, it's in the works, hopefully the sometime soon. Um, but also just like speaking engagements, like let's spread the word as much as possible. I think a lot of people are putting more focus towards cycle syncing over the last little while, which has been really exciting to see. Mm-hmm. So, you know, spread the word guys. Yeah, Share the podcast. Like 10 years ago. I know we are old now. I mean, they, we just got freaking evaporated milk coming out. They ain't nothing else going on there. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. You know, powdered eggs. That's just all we got. <laughs> Which is fine because who wants an oopsie baby at 45? Not me. So it's okay. I'll leave it to the young people like Nicole to, you know, populate the earth. Not me. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> another five years and then you know start pushing it <laughs> yeah talk about kids mary start choking she don't know know. <laughs> oh. like she allergic to kids <laughs> so guys thank you again for joining us i uh, will have nicole's information out there if you have any questions you can definitely hit her up and let her know that you saw her on the blazing wellness podcast and until next time Just to let you guys know, we got one more thing coming up. We have a live that's coming up. And after that, we are on summer vacation. So we will keep you posted on on the lives. And thank you again, Nicole. This has been wonderful. Thanks for having me. Bye, guys. Be nice to each other.